Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so thankful that you're listening today. Uh, Today's episode is entitled, Back to the basics. Now, as disciples of Jesus, we have some things that are the basics. The Apostle Paul wrote about these things in his letters to the different churches all throughout the New Testament, and the basics really are pretty basic. And I'm sure you know exactly what most of those are. Do you need to be in the Word, reading your Bible, like every single day? Yes, yes, you do. Do you need to spend time in prayer? talking to the Lord about your wants and needs and hopes and dreams, and then listening for his reply. Yes, you absolutely do. Do you need to be encouraged? And, um, you know, I don't want to broadly use that almost overused word of fellowship, but like connected with other disciples in some way, shape or form. Yes, you do. These things would be like basics, right? These are just like the, the starting point, the, the absolute necessities of life, right? I mean, like when we think about what are the things that you need, the basic necessities to survive, we have, well, you need, you know, you need shelter and you need clothing and you need, you need food and water. There are spiritual basics that are necessities for our survival too. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But I'm going to put, I don't want to say a spin or a twist on it because it's not really that. It's, it's not, I don't want to take away from any of those things that I just mentioned that are so, so vital for each one of us who is seeking to follow the Lord Jesus. I just want to kind of focus in a way that has to do with the purpose of this podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, which is God's promises, knowing them and believing them, praying based on what God has promised us in his word and praying with the kind of faith that only comes from knowing that God's promises all prove true. It's impossible for him to lie, so he has not ever lied to us, his people. And so we're going to get back to the basics about God's promises by taking a look at the 12th Psalm, Psalm 12, written by none other than King David. You're listening to the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. Alrighty, my friends, here we are. This is Psalm 12. I'm going to read it the whole thing, and by whole thing, I mean like all eight verses, so it's not super long. First, I'm going to read it from the Amplified, but then we're going to really look at the part of this psalm that talks about God's promises in the New Living Translation. So let me read it to you, and I just would ask that you would just really listen as I read. Like, don't wait for me to hurry up and get through it and start, you know, talking about whatever the actual promises are. I, I want you to really listen as I read. Think about, you know, Basics 101, Christianity 101, what you most needed or looking back what you think you would have most needed when you first 
came to a knowledge of who Christ was. When you like your first following Jesus, you're a new disciple. Think about this in those terms. And then I'm, I'm going to challenge you at the end, and it's not a huge challenge. It's not an impossible challenge, but it's an important one. I'm going to challenge you to pick a person that you can pray for. Like I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to just not even walk away to the next thing from this podcast, but just to spend like two minutes praying for one person that they would have a better understanding and would be blessed with and encouraged to really know and grasp and fully understand those exact things that come to mind when you think about what, what you really most needed when you were a brand new, think of it as like an infant Christian. Okay, I'm going to read from the Amplified. Save and help and rescue, Lord, for godly people cease to be, for the faithful vanish from among the sons of men. They speak deceitful and worthless words to one another. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that speaks great things in boasting. Who have said, with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own who is Lord and Master over us. Because of the devastation of the afflicted, because of the groaning of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. The words and promises of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in an earthen furnace purified seven times. You, O Lord, will preserve and keep them, You will protect him from this evil generation forever. The wicked strut about in pompous self-importance on every side, as vileness is exalted and baseness is prized among the sons of men. So, any of that hit home. I don't just mean like in a broad sense of, yep, we see evil happening in the world around us. I mean specifically in your life, does any of that hit home? I'm sure on some level it does. If it's not you, like if you're in a sweet spot right now, praise the Lord. And I mean that praise him and thank him for that. And uh, ask him to help you to grow into being a more devoted disciple of Jesus right there in the sweet spot. Because let's be honest, we tend to grow more and lean on the Lord more and seek him more in the not so sweet spots, the hard moments of life. Let's start thanking him and asking him to help us grow even in the good times, the best of times, right? So, you know, even if if it's not going to apply to your life right now, those words I just read, can you just think of somebody that you know that this applies to? I'm thinking that you definitely can. Now, there are a few times that that word will is used here. And as you know, here's how I feel about the word will. Um, and it's not really anything that I came up with. It's just one one day reading my Bible I just sense the spirit calling me to read that verse aloud with that word will in it and to really put some emphasis on the word will. And it was like he was asking me, Jan, do you really believe me? Then then act like you believe me. And it has helped me tremendously to read his promises where the word will is with just some emphasis on the word will. So if you heard me do that, you know, like because of the devastation of the afflicted, because of the groaning of the needy. Now I will arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. That when you hear me put emphasis on that word will, that's why I do it. It's it's a faith booster and it makes me trust God more and doubt him less, if that makes sense. So when you hear that emphasis on the word will or all, 
there you go. You know why I do that. But listen, this psalm can apply to all of us in some way, shape, or form because we all have somebody that we need to be praying over and saying, Lord, right there, that person is afflicted. They have seen devastation. They are groaning out and they are needy. Lord, will you arise, as you have said here in Psalm 12, verse 5, will you place them in, in the safe place for which they're longing? Do it, Lord. Do what you have promised. That is how I get excited about praying God's word, just exactly like that. So if I've ever prayed for you, that's kind of the way that I have prayed for you. If I know you personally, or if you've ever sent me a message and asked for prayer, that's how I pray. Look, this is critical for us as believers. And that's what makes it a back to basics topic worth discussing. We have got to know what God's word has promised us. And then we need to pray those promises back to the God who made them. And we need to pray them with belief, with faith, Because if we just don't have faith, think about Jesus's interactions all throughout the Gospels. What happened when people didn't have faith? What did he even say to his disciples? Why you, oh, you have little faith. How long will I put up with you? I do not want the Lord to say to me, Jan of little faith, how long am I going to put up with you? I want him to say, wow, faith like this? Wowza, I love it. I love it. I want to astound him with my faith. The only way I'm going to be able to do that is to go back to the basics. I've got to be in the word of God and I've got to pray. And sometimes I have to pray out loud because then I'm hearing with my own ears what God's word says as I pray God's word back to him because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, so I think you get where I'm going with this with today's episode with the back to basics kind of... Um, purpose of it, but linked to God's promises. So, because you can't just focus on just God's promises and, and have this really make an impact on your life, on anyone else's life, if you aren't in the word, because you won't know God's promises. And if you're not praying, because if we don't pray, I don't know, we're not asking God for anything and we're not believing him for much. And I think a prayer list, if it, if it ends up being something of like a, a checklist by rote, we lose some of that connection, that relationship that the Father really wants us to have. So sometimes, sometimes we have to remind ourselves to keep that relationship alive, fan into flame the gift that was put in you, right? Like, I mean, keep it going, fan it into flame. And sometimes the best way to do that is to maybe set that prayer list aside and just sit with the Lord. Be quiet, be still before him, be still and know that he is God. And then when you really feel like you know that you know that you know that you're in his presence, that you've quieted yourself before him like a weaned child. You're just, you've calmed yourself down. You're just with the Lord. Then start talking to him about what's on your heart. And you may find like a new, even if it's a tiny fire at first, a new fire for prayer, a new desire to spend more time with the Lord rising up and you fan that into flame. That's what you want to fan into flame. So The words and promises of the Lord are pure, P-U-R-E, pure words. What do you think of when you hear that word pure? There's not a lot in our world that we can think of as pure, right? There's just, there's just not. And I have to apologize. I almost said world instead of world because when my husband and daughter went to Egypt last fall, their tour guide didn't say world. He said world. And so 
it's just kind of, we've been saying that a lot since then, the Whirled. And I actually almost said Whirled. So if you ever hear me say that on the podcast, now you know where it's from. It's from Egypt. The Egyptian tour guide said Whirled all the time. So if you if you can think of anybody in your world or Whirled who is like, who is pure, I'm going to be amazed because I can't, like, I'm not pure. My heart's not pure. It's only, I'm only righteous because of Jesus. I don't know anybody who's really totally all pure. I know people who are running hard after Jesus. They're pursuing him with everything they've got. They are disciples who are in turn making disciples. And that's key. Discipleship really is absolutely, truly key. I really believe that with every fiber of my being. But as far as like being totally pure, I'm not going to get there until I step into eternity with the Lord. I'm, I'm willing to be sanctified. I'm yielding to the Lord continually. I hope you are too. All of this is to say, you cannot take the words of somebody else and put them on the same level, the same plane, P-L-A-N-E, the same plane as God's words, because the words and promises of the Lord are pure. They, they're, they're standalone. They're on a whole different level. So when you read the Bible, keep that in mind. When you get brave enough, and it does take some bravery to really step out in faith and pray one of God's promises back to him, I want you to realize these are pure words. These are not like anyone else's words. Even even the person that is, you know, the most... I don't even know how to, the most sanctified believer, you know, they're really walking in holiness. They're pursuing holiness. They love the Lord. Their words are not pure words, but God's are. So we get hung up on, and maybe hung up is the wrong phrase, but we live in a world where we hear words all the time. They're around us constantly in this day and age, more than any other era in the history of this planet, words, 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 constantly around us. And so it's easy to just kind of keep rolling along with words are just words. Words are just words. And I'm not saying we even think about any of this consciously. We don't. But we can, without thinking about it, equate the words of God with all the rest of the words around us. Sometimes we have to press pause and say, no, 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 this is different. This is unlike anything else that I've ever experienced or ever will experience because the words and promises of the Lord are pure words. They're like silver refined and purified seven times. And verse seven and eight, I'm just going to, actually, I'm just going to read some of seven again, and then I'm going to look at this from the New Living Translation. But verse seven of Psalm 12 in the Amplified, you, O Lord, will preserve and keep them. You will protect them from this evil generation forever. I want you to know that's a promise. And that's a promise for you today, right now. Do you have kids that are maybe teenagers going through some tough stuff? Can you pray this over them and say, Lord, because your words and promises are pure, they're like silver refined, they're perfect. Your promises are pure, and so they're perfect. Lord, I'm expecting you. I'm believing you, I'm asking you, and I'm expecting you to preserve and keep. And then put in the name, fill in the blank. FIB, whoever that person is, protect them from this evil generation. And don't just do it for a little while, do it forever, Lord. And why am I asking that? Because your word in Psalm 12 says that. I'm asking you exactly what your word says. And if you want to know about like how to um, how this links to the New Testament, if you're thinking, well, this is Old Testament, well, read 1 John, I'm thinking chapter 3. 1 John 3, 4, and 5. Read all of those and you will get an idea of like, oh, I can pray that. 
And I can believe that because that aligns with what it tells me in the New Testament. Sometimes we get hung up on that. Was this only for Israel? Was this just for a specific person? I want you to be such a student of the word of God that you know that you know that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt what you can pray and ask him, knowing that if we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have what we have asked of him. When you know the word of God so well that you can't get like hung up on, well, I don't know, maybe that doesn't apply to me. The only way to know it is to be in it and to trust the Holy Spirit who is in you upon salvation, right? I mean, that's what the Acts says is that they were, they received the Holy Spirit. And then it says beyond that, when the people were, when they received Christ and were baptized, they also received the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. If you're in a tough situation and don't know how to handle it or what to say, the New Testament says the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Don't worry about those tough spots. You don't have to because he's going to help you. And he is, one of his names is helper. He's a good helper. He's perfect in his role. He is God indwelling you. This is amazing. So you will be in the word and you will pray the word and you will know when God's promises in the word are for you when you're praying completely and directly in agreement and alignment with the word of God. Okay, back to basics. I told you we were going to hit it hard today and I guess we did. I'm a little more passionate about this than I thought it would be. Okay, I'm going to now look at the New Living Translation. Um, I'll just read it all. It's not that long. And then focus in on those specific verses, really verse, verse six about God's promises. Help, O Lord, for the godly are fast disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. You ever feel that way? Like, I just don't know where the godly people are going in this world. Just like David, you can cry out to the Lord and say, I, this is tough. This world, it really does feel like it's going to hell in a handbasket. Yikes. Help, Lord. Okay, verse two. Neighbors lie to each other, speaking with flattering lips and deceitful hearts. I got to tell you, just as an aside here, but sometimes important to know, flattery is not a positive character trait, a positive attribute. It's not a good thing per the word of God. Don't be a person who flatters. If the only nice thing you can say about somebody is is flattery, which is kind of like the Bible equates it to like lying and deceitfulness. If you don't, if you really can't say anything nice about them, really actually like that's genuine and truthful, don't flatter. Just don't do it. There's, there's just negative connotations and sometimes even consequences that the Lord sends into our lives when we are people who flatter. Let's not flatter. May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. There you go. Right there's the consequence. Cut off their flattering lips, silence their boastful tongues. Okay, let's just not go there. No flattery for me. Thank you very much. If it's not honest from my heart, um, I just don't think I'm going to flatter somebody. I'm not going to do it. Verse four, they say, we will lie to our heart's content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? Okay, we're seeing the depth here of what a flattering person actually is like internally, like what they're thinking, what their thought process is. Like the words that are coming out of their mouth are literally an overflow of their heart, which is what Jesus said. Let's not be people who speak flattering words. Verse five, The Lord replies, I have seen violence done to the helpless and I have heard the groans of the poor. Now I will raise up now. I'm sorry. Now I will rise up to rescue them as they have longed for me to do. Isn't that a great word? 
that thing, that place in your life where you're just longing for the Lord to rise up and rescue you, ask him to do it. Remind him of his promises. Psalm 12, verse 5. Believe him that he's going to do it. Okay, verse 6. This is a big one. This is the main focus of the back to the basics of this episode on the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast about God's promises. The Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Seven, that's God's perfect number. It literally means perfection. It's the number of perfection. So his promises cannot be any more perfect than they are. They are perfection. Think about that. His promises are perfection. They cannot be perfected. Not even one tiny little iota. So you need to believe them. If we're not believing them, that's not on God. That's on us. They're perfect. They've been perfected. They cannot be improved upon. They cannot be bettered. You're not going to be bested by somebody else when you really go all in believing God's promises because they're pure and they're perfect. That number seven, perfection. Believe God's promises because they have been perfected. Seven and eight, verses seven and eight. Therefore, Lord, we know you will protect the oppressed preserving them forever from this lying generation, even though, man, I love that. Verse eight starts with those two words, even though, even though the wicked strut about and evil is praised throughout the land. Let me read that to you one more time, because God's promises are perfected. They're pure. They're perfect. Therefore, we know he is going to protect the oppressed. He's going to preserve them forever. This is not a one-off. This is not temporary. It's not even just for like, uh, just for their lifespan. This is forever. We're talking about eternity here from this lying generation. Do we not live in a lying generation? I'm going to answer for you. Yes, we absolutely do. We are stuck right in the midst of it. God is promising something to us here. Even though, even though you see those wicked strutting about, anybody see the wicked strut about? If you haven't seen it in a while, turn on the news, scroll through your newsfeed. You're going to see it. It'd take about 1.3 seconds for you to see the wicked strutting about. Even though evil is praised throughout the land. Hello? Does sound like the United States of America in February of 2023? Yes, it does. Evil is praised throughout the land. Even though that's happening, I'm going to tell you what. My God is going to protect the oppressed. My God is going to preserve us forever from this lying generation. Why? Because his promises are pure and they've been purified seven times over. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm really super passionate about this one today, but this is to me the most critical back to basics, connect to the dots as far as my podcast is concerned and the purpose of it. And, you know, God has things for each of us to do. He's got something for you to do. For me right now, it is talking about the promises of God. And as I'm working towards starting the new podcast, the prayer podcast, my second one, talking about prayer. These are my passions. I didn't come up with this. God put this in me. What's your passion? What's your God-honoring, God-given passion in life that will make a real difference a real impact on the people around you. And I'm not, I'm not saying mine makes a real impact. It doesn't, I, I just obey the Lord. I do it for the well done. I want to hear him say, well done. You did what I said. You know, I'd like to be like Noah. I'd like to be, uh, I just, and Noah obeyed the Lord, right? That that's, that would be great for me. I would love to hear that. That's good enough for me. It really is. But you have people around you that you can impact with that thing that God made you passionate about. Would you take some time today to seek him, to just ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do with this thing I'm so passionate about? 
And if you don't know what that thing is yet, if you don't feel very passionate about much of anything just yet, can I just say, go to the Lord and pray and ask him to show you the passionate thing that he has set aside for you or that he has set you apart to, you know, use for his kingdom purposes and for his glory to honor and glorify him and to bless other people. You have a reason for being here. You matter so incredibly much to the Lord and to other people. And if nobody has told you this in a while, I'm telling you today, you matter. You are incredibly valuable. Your place in God's kingdom makes a difference in this really, really messed up world where evil is praised throughout the land, where the wicked strut about, where neighbors lie to each other, where flattery is just over the top, and where we have to really search, sometimes far and wide, to see the Lord being honored and glorified in the very world that he created. You matter right here and right now. Ask God to show you what his purpose is is for the passion that he's given you. And if you don't know the passion, ask him, what's my passion, Lord, show me. We can be kind of numb because life and is just hard in this world. And really not much around us in society makes it less hard. I hope that this podcast is just a little spot where it can be a little bit less hard for half an hour once a week. And you can be encouraged and you can be reminded that God's promises are true and they're true for you. They cannot be perfected any more than they already are. They're perfect and they're pure right now. And you can pray them back to him and you can know that you know that you know that you know that you know in your knower beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's going to hear you and he's going to answer you. He's not going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. All of his promises will prove true for you because you love him. And if you are his dearly loved child, these promises are for you. All right, I'm going to wrap it up today, uh, but I do really want to encourage you. Spend about five minutes. I'm going to end about five minutes shorter time than I usually do, right? About 25-minute long podcast. I want to encourage you to take five minutes. Keep your earbuds in. Nobody needs to know you're done listening to the podcast. Don't take them out and turn on the radio in your car or rush off to the next thing. Spend five minutes. Pray for somebody that comes to mind. Pray for God to give you a personal promise that will be your life promise Pray for his promises to prove true in your life and do it right now. Don't put it off and don't delay. All right, I'll see you back here next time for a new series I'm kicking off on the podcast about holiness. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.